This is In the Know for Thursday, July 8th, the 189th day of 2021. There are 176 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast, on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Kim Phelps stops by from uh, Warren RECC to talk about their annual meeting, and we'll have the return of the water cooler question, that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. You like going to the beach, yes? Oh, yeah. Is that one of your favorite summer activities, going Absolutely. to the beach? The beach. Going to the beach tops the list of the activities that people most like doing in the summer. Uh, they also like barbecues at number two, camping trips at number three, and going to the pool at number four. I'm out on a couple of those. Yeah, me too. Well, I mean, barbecues just seem like, they don't seem like a summer activity. They seem like kind of a year-round activity. Well, actually, I was in on that one. I like food. You like, well, yeah, but it's a 12-month. It, it's it's not limited to summer was my thing. So okay. we could we could barbecue about any time uh, of the year that we might like. He is the five-time win- winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award, two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, Rome, and even Little Clifty. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, believe it or not, I'm better than I was yesterday. <laughs> I was going to say, you sound a little... <laughs> little uh... This is actually better. Yeah, I mean, you, you can tell that you, you got a little... Well, something going on in there, right? Uh, yeah, I was not flying yesterday at all. I had my wings clipped yesterday. And as bad as I sound today, I am um, 30% better than yesterday. So that puts me at about 60%. And so I can't hear. It's like, well, I'm, I'm either really loud or I'm not loud or I'm like the... I just, well, I, if you look over at us and we're making faces, and you might be talking too loud. <laughs> Maybe. You all have the benefit of having volume control yes, over there on your ears, so I guess you can make it uh, better or worse for yourselves if you uh, if you can. Sam, have you ever uh, – by the way, we were supposed to be back yesterday, but um, I picked up this cold now three mornings ago, I guess. And so it started bad, got worse. Then better yesterday afternoon, better this morning, and maybe by Monday. D- don't expect great things of me tomorrow. <laughs> maybe by Monday so, it'll and be. And I'm doing my best to treat you. So. Yeah. Well, and it's it's one of this time of year. Summer colds are the worst. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they're the worst, but it's oh, an they easy, are easy thing to say. But one of the ways it makes you wonder when you spend, if you're in outside and it's 94 degrees and 100 percent humidity. And you walk into a climate-controlled room at, you know, the 68 or 70 degrees and you get that massive swing mm-hmm. in atmosphere, if that induces a cold, I don't know. Well, I mean, you see that a lot doesn't. with temperature swings, you know, in March mm-hmm. where yep. it'll be 75 one day and 40 the next. I will tell you, uh, three days ago, I guess Monday morning when I woke up, I thought, can I taste things? Can I smell things? <laughs> Come on, hang around a sense of taste and smell. So, 
Yeah, it's just a it's just a cold. Sam, have you ever wanted to break a Guinness World Record? Sure. I mean, who who wouldn't want to be in the Guinness Book of World Records? Have you ever zeroed in on one though that thought this is something that I could do? No. No. You, so I'm you never sure got that's... serious enough to say No. I mean, uh, I I would always flip through the book, you know, that's the library book you always wanted to check out, you know, when the teacher made you pick one out. It's the uh, most this, fun this, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of stuff in there. Oh, yeah. You can learn about everything, you know, longest fingernails to the sporting ones, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of different ones. A serial Guinness World Record breaker in Idaho has reclaimed a title by balancing a garden hoe on his head for two hours, 36 minutes, and six seconds. David Rush, who has broken more than 150 Guinness records to promote STEM education, said he previously held the record for longest duration balancing an object on the head, but his title was taken taken by someone who beat his time. He said it takes physical and mental stamina to keep an object placed and balanced for a long period of time. He said he rotated between three different standing positions to support his muscles required for the record. I... I'm not sure I could – two hours and 15 minutes or something like that? 2.36 and 16 seconds. I'm not sure I could do it for 30 seconds. I'm not sure I could do it for five seconds. But if you are a serial – is this his living? Like does he just not have a – does he not have a family? Didn't it say he's a STEM educator? Yeah. Well, it's to promote STEM education, but this is this his – Maybe he's a teacher. He's a classroom teacher. Summer vacation and – He's got time to kill. But to have 150 <laughs> world records, is uh, that seems to me it would be time-consuming because someone's always trying to outdo you. So then you got to reclaim, reclaim your title. Uh, gusty thunderstorms are possible later today, so be on the lookout for that. Line of thunderstorms will push in from the west about 3 o'clock central time today with some wind gusts of over 50 miles per hour being possible. By the way, if you get up into the... 60, 65 mile an hour range, then technically those would be hurricane force winds. Uh, but uh, 50 miles an hour, some gusts are possible. A heavy rain setup is coming. More widespread rain may develop Saturday morning and through Monday, so expect kind of a washout for the weekend. But at least temperatures a little more mild than they were earlier in the week. Thunderstorms, rain chance of 70% today, a high of 89. Rain chance of 30% tonight with scattered thunderstorms. An overnight low of 71, and then thunderstorms at night, tomorrow night, rain chance 30% and a high of 87 for tomorrow is what to expect. A shift was made yesterday in Florida as crews have given up hope of finding survivors at the collapse site there in Miami, and more specifically in Surfside. Emergency workers gave up yesterday on any hope of finding survivors in the collapsed Florida condo building telling sobbing families there was no chance of life in the rubble as crews shifted their efforts to recovering more remains. The formal transition was to take place at midnight. It's more of a ceremonial and from a documentation standpoint. But uh, some of the experts were talking about how uh, one of the things that really limited the likelihood of finding survivors is that there are different types of building collapses you get what are called W-shaped collapses where, you know, you obviously you know what that means, what a W-shape would be. And then you have what are called pancake collapses. And this was a pancake collapse where it just 
fell right on top. Fell, fell right on top of one another and just flattened itself rather than creating these pockets where people might have survived. So it continues to be a a tragedy. And, you know, they were um, – they had to de- demolish a lot of that building ahead of the storm, you know, and because they didn't want – they didn't want Hurricane Elsa taking down the rest of the building by herself. And so it was just been it's been a remarkable, sombering situation down there. And it's got a lot of people's attention on building maintenance along the coast and on aging buildings where you move there thinking you're living in Paradise. Something as close to paradise as you mm-hmm. might find on Earth, you know, in a wonderful area and um tragedy like that. I did see one of the people they pulled from the building was a volleyball player, a high school volleyball player who plays on a club team. And because of her injuries, she apologized to her coach for missing volleyball practice. Oh. And I thought, you, <laughs> I think you, you get an excuse yeah, for that I think one. you're okay. But it shows the resilience and the dedication to that. And so, it's, uh, so you get some happy stories and you get some sad stories out of that. Former President Trump announced yesterday he is willing, to, uh, he is filing Lawsuits against three of the country's biggest tech companies, Facebook, Twitter, and Google, as well as their CEOs. (coughs) This should be fun. Uh, Trump said he was serving as lead plaintiff in the class action suits, claiming he has been wrongfully censored by the companies. The suits were filed in U.S. District Court for Florida Southern District. President Trump was suspended from Twitter and Facebook after his followers stormed the Capitol building on January 6th. The company cited concerns that he would incite further violence. Currently, he can no longer post on either platform. <coughs> I'm going to borrow one of your waters, Sam. Uh, they're not mine, so <coughs> more than willing to. <laughs> they are near you. How they are. I, I don't know. They were just sitting there in front of me. But, yeah, it's all yours. Enjoy it. <laughs> this, I can just say I came prepared. This will be an interesting case in, uh, in legal um, circles. Because <coughs> I mean, I think a lot of it though has to do with it being a private <coughs> company. <coughs> that's exactly where and it will be interesting because everyone always likes to throw out, oh well, that's free speech, First Amendment, and that's only when you're dealing with the government, you know when it comes to that. you private companies right. don't have to follow that. They're a, they're a private uh, privately held company or they're publicly traded, but privately yeah, held. Yes. But it's not – they get to set the rules for their platform, and it will be interesting to see – it's what, Article 230 is going to get tested in this. Does it cause – does it lead to some type of regulation by Google and Facebook and Twitter and the dynamics that that may cause for uh, not just Google and Facebook and Twitter – but there are other people in that space that will have implications on. So, you know, I guess in ways we're going to spend the next 20 years trying to fix some of the things that we've gotten wrong in the last 20 years from a technology standpoint and from a privacy issue. Yeah. Fair enough? Yeah, I think that that's probably a, <coughs> probably a pretty good point. But I think it will be interesting because, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, Facebook has ever – had a right to do what they, I mean, in there being a private company, you know, publicly traded, they had the right to do that. Now, whether they should have done that, that's obviously a different, a different argument that, that can be had. But Facebook, of course, makes the argument that President Trump is spreading lies on their platforms. Well, 
Are we sure they're lies? I mean, I know they think they're lies, and many people think they are, but many people think that what he was telling is the truth. And so in a in a world where you get to state your opinion, because do we really, do you know, do you know there was no fraud? I know we've been told there's no fraud, if we have to rely upon investigators that there wasn't, but but do we really do we really know that and does someone need to be censored for disagreeing with that because that's kind of the freedom of speech argument is what we're talking about but then do what roles do private companies play in that freedom of speech it still goes back to you can't run into a theater and scream fire but you also want to be able to say hey i i disagree with what's being said or what's being offered here. And I don't know. It's an interesting intersection of private and public, and I don't know how we find our way through that. It's another reason and another example of why I'm not a lawyer or a judge or just having to dive into that just (laughs) does not sound fun. State Representative Attica Scott, one of two black women in Kentucky's legislature, announced yesterday that she'll be trying to unseat Longtime Democratic Congressman John Yarmouth in the state's only congressional district controlled by Democrats. Yarmouth is currently in his eighth term and occupies an influential post as chairman of the House Budget Committee. He was a sponsor of the American Rescue Plan Act, which brought millions in federal coronavirus relief to the state. Scott is a community organizer and former Louisville City Councilwoman, handily defeated a more conservative Democrat incumbent in 2017. She has more in common with Yarmouth, who was first elected in 07 and is an outspoken progressive. Of course, she was arrested for, uh, I think the charge was felony rioting charges that got reduced or amended down during uh, protests. I think it got completely dropped, didn't it? Did it get dropped? I think it got completely dropped. And so it was probably the right, you know, the right thing to do. Um, but it will be interesting to see, you know, you've got Charles Booker. This, this kind of surprised me. It, it, it surprises me that she would primary someone who is in a, in a successful leadership position. It, it, especially because – and it, it, it also – you could say the same thing about, about Charles Booker as well is there's a mayor, mayor election in Louisville that I know that a lot of people are very interested in. And it's kind of surprising that neither one of these two strong leaders and in Louisville, I know they're both very well respected, wouldn't make a move to run for that position. They're they're also very successful in the districts that yeah, they represent. One hundred percent. But broadly across the state, I'm not sure that they have the that they'll have the backing, especially in a primary. Luckily for for Attica Scott, that wouldn't matter, right? Uh, because she just has to win Louisville. Louisville's a big city. It is. A very she big city. represents a small portion. Yes. Of a big city in the legislature, and now she's looking to represent the entire city. Primarying, primarying someone who they have been waiting to be in a leadership position because the math has said that the GOP was in leadership and John Yarmouth had just kind of been sitting there waiting for his turn, and now he has his turn. So it will be interesting to see what the voters of Louisville do. But going to be a busy primary season next year. A Bible-themed attraction in Kentucky that features a 510-foot-long wooden Noah's Ark is planning to begin fundraising for an expansion. The Ark Encounter said yesterday that it would take about three years to research, plan, and build a Tower of Babel attraction. 
on the park's grounds in northern Kentucky. A release from the Ark Encounter Park said the new attraction will tackle the racism issue by helping visitors understand how genetics research and the Bible confirm the origin of all people groups around the world. No details were given on the Babel attraction or what it might look like. Well, I think it'll look like a tower. <laughs> I mean, we've got a head Pro- start on what it could a, look like. Pretty, I, I, pretty safe I, assumption. I yeah. would say it has a, probably a vertical element to it where it... Uh, Maybe some stairs. Rises out of the ground, might even have an elevator. I don't think the original, uh, if they do it as true to form as the Ark, you know, I've not been to the Ark encounter. I should go, but I've not. I understand it's really impressive. But the the, uh, extent they went to, to have the, the detail, if they do the same for the Tower of Babel, well, I, the funniest part about the art to me is that Will they anyone done, be able to climb it? I don't know. They've done such a good job in making sure that you have to pay admission into the park to get there because you cannot see it unless you get into the park. There's like a little bit on 75 as you're going to Lexington that if you know where to look, you can kind of see the edge of it. But it's just funny to me that they've they've done a really good job in making sure you get in there. Creative screening. Yes. They, they yes. did some clever placement uh, yes. of some shrubs. They did. To <laughs> make trees, sure because that- it's like you can see the very tip of the edge as you go by. No looky lose for you, Sam Gormley, no, no. when you're driving by. You got to, is it in Hebron or? No, it's in it? uh, Grant County. Grant County is where it so is. You're that's thinking the, of the Creation Museum, which is in Petersburg. Yeah, that's right. So uh, no looky lose for you. We got to get to a break. We will come back. Kim, uh, Kim from the uh, Warren RECC will stop by. They got their annual meeting going on today. It's been reformatted. We'll tell you all the details coming up here on In the Know. Today is Be a Kid Again Day. I don't think I ever stopped. <laughs> Ice Cream Sunday Day today. I do like that. And it's Math 2.0 Day today. No thanks. You're passing on the math? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it is also the day we say <laughs> just yes. Give me just flat out yeah, yes. Yeah, you're, you know. you're passing on the math. Yeah, no. It's, I was, I'm done. I was told there would be no math. Yes. We also say good morning to Kim Phelps from Warren RECC. She joins us by phone as they prepare for their annual meeting today. Good morning, Kim. Welcome. Good morning. How are you? Well, I, as I told you earlier this morning, I'm flying, but not too high off the ground, but I'm here. So that's a, a market improvement from yesterday. Uh, it's a big day for Warren RECC. Some new challenges presented by the pandemic, kind of a reformatted annual meeting but it's happening nonetheless. Kind of take us through how the annual meeting is happening this year. Absolutely. Beginning at 8 o'clock this morning at all our Warren RECC offices, we have drive-through registration and voting. So if you come on out, you'll uh, be met by a Warren RECC staff member. You can register. You'll receive your gift um, that you always receive, and you'll get a ballot. You can drive through and vote. And you can then we'll have a snack for you on your way out. And then at 6 o'clock tonight on WRECC.com, we will have our traditional business meeting that everyone is used to. We'll hear an update from our CEO and an update from TVA. 
we will give away some door prizes, and then we will announce the results of the board of director election. Okay, so that's um, it, this. I, I guess this is a um, an adaptation because of the pandemic, and, and, or do you feel like this is a direction that the cooperative was heading anyway? Well, it started out as an adaptation for COVID as a way to. to still reach out to our members, but maybe be a little safer. But I think that we are, are looking at this. Uh, we like being able to be at all the offices so that we can see as many members as possible. So we'll just see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, well, and I guess you all are probably monitoring, uh, you know, closely to see what your traffic is like this morning. You mentioned what voting started at 8 o'clock today. Yes. And I can tell you I'm in Bowling Green, and I can tell you we had a line about – Seven fifteen. So I, I think that's great. We're excited. <laughs> everybody, al- everybody always likes the swag bags because there's good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and everybody that comes in and registers, I want to let everybody know: for every hundred people that register at every office, there will be a two hundred and fifty dollar bill credit. Oh, a bill credit! We like bill credits. <laughs> um, do. Um, Will you, what the entertainment tonight during the online meeting, will you be performing a song and dance number? Or? <laughs> I, do, I think you would not want that to happen. Okay, well. That is the, that's the one piece that we'll be missing is the live concert, but uh, I definitely don't think you want me to fill in there. Well, is the ice cream also missing? We don't have the ice cream, but we do have snacks. <laughs> okay, we do have snacks all snacks, day okay. long. Well, you, we have snacks I just, for people. I just know you're famous at your annual meeting for your ice cream, so that's why I was. Uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to miss out. Make sure and give you your credit on uh, how wonderful the the ice cream has been. So one more time, if you're a co-op member, um, any time today in the Litchfield office, yes, drive through. Yes, drive through from eight to six. Okay, and then Warren, W-R-E-C-C dot com will be the formal business meeting and additional information, and it sounds like you've got great incentives. Thanks for all the details. Good luck today. Thank you so much. Okay. Everybody come and see us. Okay, we'll see you. That's uh, Kim Phelps from Warren, R-E-C-C. If you've ever been to the annual meeting, you realize how it's, uh, they come from far and wide. And I heard these goodie bags. I'm... Right. I'm not a RECC customer, but I... A couple of years ago, we got some pails. We right? still actually have it. We have still have mm-hmm. the pails, and we have we their light bulbs in there. Uh, and... I do need a light bulb, so that would be helpful. <laughs> You're missing a light bulb? You no, know, I, I had one that burned out in my in my bathroom at home this morning. Huh. So that and my smoke alarm went off in the middle of the night oh. to change the battery, which I love that it, it just, it can never... Never happened at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It ha- has to happen at 3 o'clock in the morning. Maybe it happens at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and you don't know it because you're not there. True. It's possible. Then let's say 6 o'clock in the evening. <laughs> Speaking of calamities, well, we also have a light bulb in our bathroom, our master bath, mm-hmm. that can't decide whether it's working or it's not. Mm-hmm. It kind of comes and goes, and that's all right. But uh, speaking of calamity, uh, my board was wounded while I was gone. Yes. I don't know if you've noticed that or if you can get a shot of it, but... There's a there's a gouge in my in my board. There's a couple I'm of gouges. Sh- in I'm my not sure board. I realized that it took a gouge because I 
I thought I heard something drop in here while you all were gone. Mm-hmm. And I kind of did a quick peek and didn't notice anything, but came back in a couple of hours later and noticed that your board had hit the ground. So I hung it back up, you know, yeah. and the next day I came in and it was back on the ground again. The frame above it must have mm-hmm. let go and then Took knocked it, it loose. And But it gave a good mm-hmm. indention in there. And so I'm not – it's kind of stifled my creativity, to tell mm-hmm. you the truth, because I thought it might be some type of revenge on the universe. <laughs> now, I mean, I don't know if Dennis Cook was seen around here while you all were gone. I mean – He'll be here tomorrow and he'll have some splaining to do. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> can't confirm nor deny. The Week in Funny Tweets, Megan says – I always like these – Megan says, my kids are playing grown-up, from what I can tell. It involves running around yelling, I'm late for work, and going to the eye dentist. <laughs> you know, you you say, I'm going to the doctor, mm-hmm. or I'm going to the, I'm going to the eye doctor, or I'm going to the dentist. It's funny how we give them different labels, but how kids would combine the eye dentist. It makes sense. Makes yeah, sense I mean, to me. They're both in I the like head, it. you know. Three-time daddy said tonight our four-year-old ate his dinner in a record time of four hours and 27 minutes. (laughs) Jesse says my toddler clapped while I was eating my second piece of cake, and this is the (laughs) encouragement that's been missing in my life. It's nice to have validation from a four-year-old or from a child. And then um, one from a pet owner, Grim Value, said my cat is buddies with a possum. And now I know what it's like to be the parent of a teenager who falls in with the wrong crowd. <laughs> As parents, you're just trying to keep them. Keep them in the right lane. Mm-hmm. Keep them in the right lane. And uh... Sam, do you know if your mother's paying attention today? I need I'm, to ask I'm not you sure. A, I need to ask you a personal question, Uh-oh. but I don't really. If Adele is. I know d- that mine is. Dialed in, I need to be. Uh, your mother already knows this about you. I just didn't want to out Sam. Well, depending on what right. it is, she probably would not. Sam, is your refrigerator it. well organized? I, in fact, yes, it is because I just did that over the weekend. Hmm, very good. Is is your refrigerator a little like is it ours? Running? <laughs> <laughs> is your refrigerator like ours, where the inside of the door is a multitude? Of open condiments, mm-hmm. nope. two shelves, or you know your your pickles. Two shelves. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Well, we're up to about five, so that's why I'm wondering. Yeah, my fridge isn't that fancy. Okay, how many do you have? Um, you love ketchup, even though you hate tomatoes. I, I wouldn't say I love ketchup, you, but you, I, I like ketchup. Yeah, you, you tolerate ketchup. Mm-hmm. Do you have ketchup in your refrigerator? Yes. How many bottles of ketchup? Uh, I have. Two, one regular and one. I have a jalapeno one. Okay. It's really good. That's all right. It's so really good. You have two. Um, so two different varieties. Mm-hmm. How many mustards do you have? One. One mustard. Just your so. straight up yellow pines. Yep. Yellow mustard. Mayonnaise? Mm-mm. No. Nope. I'm, I'm oh, not, wait a minute. not a huge mayo. Aioli? I, yeah, you no, no. fancy yeah. on it. Nope. The question is, I'm wondering, and it's quite the, the dilemma for me, is how long... Do opened condiments last? Oh, until they're gone. Really? <laughs> huh. Well, that's the right answer. We have this. I mean, mayo. I can understand because that can get a little. Yeah. Little, but I mean, ketchup, mustard, mustard. 
They like last forever. I mean, mustard's got the vinegar in it. Vinegar, helps which with I that, mean, I yeah. I can't imagine that it. I mean, if it comes out and it looks a little, then maybe it's time. A little but, suspect. Yeah. The reason I wonder is because we have, and I'll say it's it's probably me more than anything, but it's because more of the dishes that I prepare have mayo. So if you need two cups of mayo for something. Then I won't go look to see if we have two cups. I'll just order mayo with the groceries to know for sure that we have it. Because I will say in our household, you may think you have something, (laughs) but you might not. But you don't. So, as a result, then you end up with the leftover amount Mm -hmm. in the jar of mayo. So, sometimes I'll go through there and see we have four jars of mayo that are one-eighth full or Mm -hmm. one-sixth full. My dad is that way with chip bags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, if my mom is watching right now, she will confirm that it, dri- it would always drive her nuts that my dad would always – he'll have eight different bags of chips all opened with just a little, <laughs> bit, a little bit left because who likes the crumbs? So the question is, how long do open condiments last? Once you open it, the expiration date is meaningless. Not unlike how a car depreciates in value from the moment you drive it off the lot – The clock on a condiment shelf life starts ticking as soon as it's opened. While the use-by or best-by dates pertain to the peak quality of a product as determined by the manufacturer, they essentially become irrelevant as soon as the seal is broken. So you should create your own expiration date for open bottles. And when storing them, placement matters. Some Some things you wouldn't want to store closer to a dishwasher where there would be more heat generated. And so the preservation of those condiments. See, I don't – keep an open condiments not in the fridge. I, I know. Just, that it, freaks me out. Other I, than like – but I, I don't use peanut butter or condiment? No. no. Yeah, I was going to say, no, no. that's like it's the a, only one – honey? It's its own food group. Yeah. Peanut butter is, is its own Is honey a condiment? Group. No. Um, no. It's more of a condiment than peanut butter. It's closer to condiment mm-hmm. than peanut butter. But honey who is. puts honey in the fridge? No one because yeah. it it but, lasts forever. Yeah, I just I I don't know. I don't put my non condiments in the fridge. Right, all condiments go. All condiments Unless should be refrigerated. Worcestershire sauce, except well, that should as well. But yes. we've got hoisin sauce that's in the pantry. Yeah, soy that's sauce, not refrigerated. Soy sauce, I don't don't put that in the fridge. We have soy sauce in the refrigerator, but so now that I'm thinking about it, we sort of. Well, you know, and I cleaned out the fridge yesterday. Mm-hmm. Listen, we have so right. many different by types way, of mustards. Yes. By the way, the fridge looks wonderful. Thank you. Did you touch the door, though? This is really where the this is where the crux through. of my conversation is, is on the door. I looked through. Okay. But so many of those, I did not order. I don't know what you're going to use them for. Right. I did not throw them away for that reason. Well, this is, when I was a kid, it was a little more easy. It was, it was easier, I think, because you had ketchup. Mustard and mayo, and now you have brown mustard, and you have buffalo sauce, and Dijon. you have ranch, I'm and you not have. Kidding. We probably have six different types of mustards in the door. I, I know it's unbelievable. So here is the bottled barbecue sauce: four months. Canned cranberry sauce: one to two weeks. Honey: two years in the pantry. You're wrong. Honey lasts forever. Yeah, no, I. Balsamic vinaigrette: eighteen months. Horseradish: three to four months. Hoisin sauce, three to six months. 
ketchup, cocktail, or chili sauce six months. Ketchup doesn't last six months at our house. <laughs> now, there is an organic ketchup, I think, that's in, again, inside the door that needs the boot because mm-hmm. it was just some special requirement for some recipe. Maple syrup, one year in the pantry. No, I think that's, I, I mean, I can't imagine. I feel like that's kind of almost in the honey category a little bit. Store-bought mayo, two months. Mustard, one year. Jarred black and green olives, two weeks. They what? don't last two weeks at our yeah, house. I would think that those would last a while, too. Pesto, three days. That's it? Ooh, we got, oh. I do love some pesto. We got some, we got some pesto cleanup <laughs> to do in our refrigerator, then. Right. Relish, the jar. relish, nine months. This really confused me. Salsa, nine to 12 months in the pantry. Doesn't salsa have to be refrigerated? Yeah, I that's... Think, I, mean, I think after the seal is broken, right? This is after it's been opened. It says uh, salsa mm. nine to twelve months in the pantry. Mm-mm. Yep. I mean, I'm it not going to be eating it to begin with, but just, yeah, no, I think that needs to be in the fridge. It just seems weird. I mean, when you get it at a at a Mexican restaurant, it always comes out cold. They don't keep it. Does it come out cold or does it come out room temperature? I don't know. I really don't know. I'm asking. Are you just inhaling at this point? <laughs> Pretty much. Just give me. Just, it's, you just want a straw with it instead of the chips. It's just something to soften up the <laughs> chips as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's good, but I don't really like the green. I don't really. I just, you don't like the the cheese dip? No. Oh, oh, no, I don't like the cheese dip. I don't want queso. I just want salsa. I love queso. Yeah, I don't. I was eating some queso over the weekend. I'm, I'm all right. You all can have my queso. All right. Enjoy. Sold. You can have my salsa. we got to get to a break. We come back. The water cooler question. Your chance to win coming up here on In the Know. Full bladder is about the size of a softball. I'm not sure I would have known what a regular bladder was the size of. <laughs> Some of the people that I travel with, I think, have more of a baseball-sized bladder. <laughs> Are you mentioning people in this room? <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> I just... Uh... <laughs> See, I've never traveled with you, so it couldn't be me. Not it. <laughs> no, it's... Uh... <laughs> Sometimes... Well, bless their hearts. You have to make special allowances for five-year-olds because mm-hmm. they clearly don't have a softball-sized bladder. So <laughs> it's also trying to convince a five-year-old, yeah, you don't need to go now, but you might need to go during the middle of the frozen sing-along. And so you'll be happy that you went now rather than right as let it go is about to let go. Sounds like you're speaking from experience here. <laughs> a little yeah. bit. A little bit. She did very well, though. She did. She's, she's much better in, in that regard. Here's today's water cooler question. We've been away for a few days, so we're going to give you two tickets to Holiday World, two tickets to Beach Bend, and two tickets to Kentucky Kingdom. Oh, wow. So all six tickets to the same person 
If you can solve today's water cooler question by calling 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. So all the bounty goes to the person who can figure out that 58% of women say it's a turnoff if a guy owns this. And I'll just tell you, it's a fashion item. 58% of women say it's a turnoff if a guy owns this. And it's a, it's a fashion item. 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000. All the tickets. Going to the smartest person around the water cooler. 58% of women say it's a turnoff if a guy owns this and it is a fashion item. 63-year-old Sharon Stone is reportedly dating a 25-year-old rapper named RMR. I love it when you call me Meemaw. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm who just kidding about this. I don't. I don't know I'm, who RMR is. Uh, nor do I. Yeah. I, I would have expected you to be a big RMR fan. <laughs> well, I know it sounds like right up my alley. 63-year-old. She's 63. He's 25. They've got a lot in common. Clearly, you can tell they came from the, they come from the same cultural background. <laughs> I kind of thought I'd get a little more from you, Miss Buckles, on 11 when you call me Meemaw. Yeah, no, sorry. No? I mean, you do like the Big Papa song, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Sam, pick a number between one and six. Two. Two it is. Let's go to Philip. Morning, Philip. What's your guess? An earring. An earring is not what we're looking it's not for. A bad guess, trying. It's not a bad guess. I actually had that. Let's go to Briley. Briley, what's your guess? Uh, ripped jeans. Ripped jeans. Ripped jeans is correct. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Ripped jeans are no, popular thanks. these days, and I think, mm-hmm. did I used to wear those? I think I probably did, at least for a period of time. Yes, well, probably also in the pocket of my jeans where my snuff wore a hole in the pocket. None of that's true. Hold on, Briley. Congratulations. (laughs) You you didn't like my dip ring? Oh, honey, no. I think, are you going to appreciate my top answer? Uh... Aviator sunglasses is what Sam said. <laughs> really? Aviator? I don't know. I was trying to think of something that was a little. Sam also said speedo. I did. Well, I did. So my first answer was Merce. Mm. A man purse. Oh, hey, yeah. hey. Well, you call my satchel a man purse, don't you? Me? D- haven't you referred to it as a Merce? I don't. I don't remember doing that. Well, but I thought you I thought you have referred to it as that. Well, you call it a messenger bag? Messenger bag, yeah. Or laptop bag or whatever you want to call was it. Seinfeld is Seinfeld where we got Merce? Did did Merce come from Seinfeld? If if so, I'm okay with that. Uh Sam, are you ready for uh Space Jam, a new legacy? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure that I'll go to the, the movie theater and watch it, but finally coming out July sixteenth instead of Michael Jordan, LeBron James. But it begs the question. What's the best basketball movie ever? Oh, wow. Air Bud. <laughs> Air Bud is in the top three, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah, I love Air Bud. Uh, Space Jam 1, obviously. Space Jam 1 is at 2. Um, you, you got a Hoosiers or something along the lines of that. Hoosiers not at the t- in the top three, but it's good. 
Is yeah. Airbud the dog one? Yeah, mm-hmm. with the golden okay. retriever. Yep. Yeah. All right. What's what's in there? White man can't jump. Oh, okay. Okay. Is officially, or at least in that, according to Men's Health, is the number one basketball movie. I'm glad Airbud gets the respect it deserves. Airbud and it cracks <laughs> the top three. We gotta get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. Do you have a lifelong dream you've put off for years and years, and now you think MB's point to ponder for today. Sawing a hole under uh, a table. Okay. To steal a cooked ham. Mm-hmm. Has to be harder than it looks like in the cartoons. Because you got to get the exact plate size, right? <laughs> how do you know where to start sawing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how do you make that initial penetration of the wooden floor? Lots of practice. It just always, but don't you agree they make it look super easy? Oh, they do. I mean, you can just steal some. Especially because they can just just get it in there really quick. And, I mean, <laughs> sawing is not an easy, yes. I mean, you got to work at it. I think there almost needs to be some type of disclaimer on there. Not mm-hmm. a not a kids don't try this at home, but more of a. It's not as easy as it you looks. You better pack a lunch mm-hmm. if you're trying to steal a ham. Because <laughs> it's going to take you all day in order to do this job. The ham will turn into dessert. I mean, if sure, if you were doing it from the top side, you'd be ahead of the game because you'd know where to but saw. But then you're not sneaking it. That's true. It's very true. Good news for you, Sam. Uh, I know you like to stay on top of men's fashion trends. If there is one thing that I am known as, it is a fashionista. Your friends behind your back call you say you're a bit of a clothes horse. Is that you just really like to dress to the nines. Good news. Short shorts for men are back this summer. Oh, dear. So uh, you can give the old Vinny Barbarino look there. Well, I love the way that I always think of it is with basketball shorts and basketball players is that, you know, 10 years ago, they were pretty much pants that they were wearing. Uh-huh. And now now we're back to it. So I'm just curious as to when they'll go right back down and if we're just going to keep going into this kind of wavy mm. pattern of long to short. That's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that way with hairstyles and Mm-hmm. Until you have to be like me and just wave the white flag. <laughs> I don't know that they were pants. I think they were shants. Yeah, I mean they were they were long. They were long. Like go go back and watch uh, like the John Wall Kentucky team. Agreed. They were long. They were they were definitely very very long. Let's see. Is there anything on television tonight worth reporting to you all? The Reds play. The Reds play. Yeah. Uh, NBA Finals. Are you watching Devin Booker in the finals? Uh, no. I no. mean, I'm I'm following it, uh, but no. Game two, Bucks at Suns on ABC. I hope Booker wins it. On uh, National Geographic, the croc that ate Jaws. Okay. And keeping up with the Joneses on Lifetime Movie Network. It's a premiere of something. Uh, Miss Buckles, what were your impressions of Big Brother? I watched Big Brother last night, you all. Look. Look he at me. Did. I did something. Hmm. I watched Big Brother. Um, I'm not crazy about the new format. Okay. Um, you don't like the team thing? I do not. But, I, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously going to keep watching it, and it may work out. But, I mean, it's so early on, that many people, mm-hmm. contestants, it's it's really hard to 
know for sure. The last season of Amazing Race proved that alliances were unstoppable, and it kind of ruins it for the viewer. And so, in reality TV circles, I think they're making moves like forcing you into teams of four to bust up alliances. Makes sense. So, it's a chess move on their part. But uh, right now, I don't care for it. But, again, just one episode, so... I liked it just fine. Um, I, I didn't I didn't dislike it. The one moment uh, I told you weeks ago when it was coming announced it was coming back, I said I'm going to try this with you because I've not watched it, but I'll I'll try it and just see. So it was fine. I did feel a little bit of like oh, when at the end they promoted you can watch all the behind the scenes cameras and all the live feeds and the, all this at Paramount Plus and you went ooh and right? I was like. <laughs> I can't like I can give you about I can give you a couple hours a week but you know how much time I put in prior like in the previous episodes I would yeah. watch all the behind the scenes like all that oh yeah yeah I mm-hmm. just I, I'm I can't more power to you yeah I'll just uh, <laughs> I mean not, not mine right that you want to watch it with me but here's what we'll do you just keep me updated on things I need to know that I don't learn okay from my Wednesdays and Sundays. I can do that. And then. And you do know later in the season it goes Wednesday, Thursday, then Sunday. Yeah, I got it. Um, but three, it just three times a week. Yes. And hours upon hours a day online, if you want to. I'm thinking. I just. I don't want to live with these people. I just want to follow along and see who's winning. See, I I know nothing about Big Brother. Oh. Nothing. You said this is not a very attractive cast. Too, though, didn't it's you? not. Um, there is one pretty team so far, but no, it's it's not hmm, like previous casts before. All, all those people are a must be on Love Island, which comes on after Big Brother. Which I think I'm also recording. You are re- definitely recording it. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I may have to draw the line of Big Brother, but I can't say never. I'm watching. Uh, at least gave could, one episode of Big Brother. It a could try. be The Bachelorette, right? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> oh, please not. Please not that. <laughs> Today's highlight in history: this day, 1947, a New Mexico newspaper, the Roswell Daily Record, quoted officials at Roswell Army Field as saying they had recovered a flying saucer. Did they? You tell me. <laughs> Did they? Sure. Why not? It was actually a weather balloon. In 1889, the Wall Street Journal was first published. In 1975, President Ford announced he would seek a second term in office. Birthdays today, Jeffrey Tambor is 77 today. Wolfgang Puck is 72. Angelica Houston is 70. Kevin Bacon is 63. Wow. Footloose. Oh, Oh, yeah. Lots of things. Mm -hmm. That's just what I think of when I think of him first. Yeah, probably. But... Uh, he's in so many things, but mm-hmm. one of my, um, oh, I cannot believe I just spaced on the movie. It's one of my favorites. I'll get back to it in a minute. Toby Keith is 60. Rob Burnett is 59. Rocky Carroll is 58. So Rocky Carroll is on NCIS. He plays oh, yeah. di- director Vance. I like him. Michael mm-hmm. Weatherly, who became a star on NCIS, is 53 today. Sebastian Maniscalco is 48 today. Milo Ventimiglia is 44 today. And Jaden Smith is 23. Will Smith's son. 
Yes. Okay. Jack Nicholson, Tom Cruise, Kevin Bacon, Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. I can't believe it. I'm blanking on it. No, I'm not. I mean, I record it every time it's on. It's not footless. You can't handle the truth. 1839. I mean, Aaron Sorkin wrote it. A Few Good Men? Yes, A Few Good Men. Thank you. Private Santiago. Isn't it amazing how much of the detail I can tell you, but I spaced on the name. (laughs) On the name of the movie. I have Medicine Head in my defense. 1839, John D. Rockefeller was born. Nelson Rockefeller born in 1908. Rune Arledge in 1931. I think Rune Arledge invented wide world sports. Okay. Have you been to the campus down there much, the Disney World World of Sports? Is that I have never been to Disney's wide world of sports complex. Really? Is that something you can, like, do you have to pay extra to go to that? Or if you get the Disney pack, do you get to no, go? Think, no, I think you can go and tour it. 1961, Bobby Lewis tossing and turning. All right. You've heard that one before. You've you've had nearly 60 years to, longer than that. Goodness gracious. Jackson 5, Love You Save in 1970. I'm having to rush through. Really good coming up. You you think there is? Uh huh. 1979, Waylon Jennings, number one, with Amanda. Okay. Yeah, I think that was enough. Let's go to 1988, Cheap Trick. This is number one. one with the flame. Hanson Mbop in 97. Oh. Hips Don't Lie, Shakira in 06. Little Big Town Girl Crush six years ago today was numero uno. You're missing some good ones in there. You don't want to hear me singing them today, I promise you. Shakira? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Too often we enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought. Too often, we enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.